happens, then we will also announce them live. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. There we go. Entrepreneur Speaker Series community. I'm so excited to have you back with us today in this beautiful Friday. It's episode 47 already, and we have a phenomenal guest for you today. This is a really, really impactful and empowering story. But before I'm going to kick us off with a warm introduction, I want to welcome my co-host, Angeline, as always, to be joining us today. Hello, it's me again, Angeline. Absolutely. Good to have you, Angeline. I'm so excited. Uh, I know that you have some really incredible questions, but... Um, Today we have Jason on call, and Jason is a real, real badass entrepreneur, but also comedian, and among so many other things. He's an influencer, right? If you check out his social media channels, you get a little bit of a glimpse in all the things that he does. But moreover, he has such a big heart for helping other people. And that's what we're going to dive in today a little bit, uh, what it means to be helping other people, because Jason at the success that he created today, it wasn't always like that. As a matter of fact, right, Jason had uh, was under the hands of his uh, adopted father and he went unfortunately through abuse and then he ended up as a life of a gang member, right? That's not every day that you hear stories like that, but there's a lesson in this and, and Jason is, is going to be kind today to, to share some of this wisdom because that's the definition of success. It's not what happens in life, but it's how you respond to what happens in life. And Jason actually used that as his driving force to propel forward. And today he is teaching about the art of leadership, the science of strategy. He's turning around businesses and moreover, he's supporting, he's a philanthropist. He's helping so many abused women, sex trafficked, children and women and, and we're going to be talking about that so jason it's such an honor to have you on the show and i'm so glad that you're an entrepreneur slash comedian because i'm in for a good show today yeah, yes you listen. are thanks thank for you having so me much thank you thank you so for, for joining us today and just give us a little bit background uh jason how do you start your your journey to to become a an entrepreneur it's a great question. And, and I answer these questions because I get so bored of my own story, right? It's, <laughs> it's, it's really to, to, to um, attach the listener who's watching this is here to gain value, to be able to apply in their own life, right? And, and what I have found with uh, entrepreneurs and people in general is that we all have some sort of, of uh, crisis, tragedy, challenge that we have to overcome in our life. It's part of the human nature, right? Uh, or, or the human journey. And so for me, it was no different. Um, you know, I had, uh, I was adopted when I was six years old. Mm -hmm. um, the, my adopted father was very abusive. He started beating my mom when I was, you know, seven years old. I started stepping in front of her to try to take those beatings whenever I could. You know, as I'm growing up, my nose is on different sides of my face. Wow. Um, and, um, and he was very abusive and that kind of, you know, uh, uh, snowballed up until I was 17 years old when he went to finally went to prison for attempted murder of me and my mom. And, oh, wow. and I tell all that story just to say, well, oh, great. He went to prison and all of a sudden your life changed. It didn't. Um, I had great mentors that taught me things throughout that time. Fourth grade teacher named Mrs. Linda Ivy and my wrestling coach, Charlie White, and my football coach, uh, Daryl Holt. And, you know, these people that would that would that saw something in me that I wasn't displaying because I was very angry for obvious reasons uh, as a kid. 
but uh, he went to prison and then I just carried on doing what I knew. And that's the point that I want everybody to hear today is that wherever you are, if you haven't discovered a different path, it's because you're repeating patterns that you learned and were programmed with prior to you actually choosing those patterns, those beliefs, how you look at the world. And I was no different. I went in and, I, and as uh, Rob said in the beginning, I, I was running with the gang and, and dealing drugs and I was a very good fighter because I'd been fighting a full grown man since I was seven years old. So mm -hmm. I was good at collecting money and uh, in and out of jail. You know, I was on a, on a road to where most of my friends ended up, which was either prison in prison or dead. Wow. Um, and, and, you know, that was the birth of my son that really changed my life. Um, you know, my grandma always made sure I had a Bible. I wasn't a very particularly religious guy, but I remember I got stabbed in the chest. I've got a scar all the way across my chest. Wow. And, and when I got stabbed, um, it was in that moment where mm -hmm. I was like, if I live through this, right, there was this Bible verse that popped out that was said that the sins of the father are born onto the children, which meant that my decisions were going to impact my family and my son. I didn't want him to grow up this way. So mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do. Remember, it's about the viewer you, you realize, okay, cool. I'm, I'm running patterns from my childhood, mm. but I, and I, and I now know that there's a different way of living and there's different results that I can get, mm. but, but I don't know how, like, mm. what do you do? You and know? just for reflection, Jason, what, how old were you when that happened? Yeah, I was uh, 19, 19. Wow. Wow. Imagine that. Yep. So 19 years old. And it was a couple years after he'd gone to prison, but I was doing that. I was dealing drugs. I was doing, I was living that lifestyle. And, and it's, and it's that question of what do you do next? I didn't know very many, you know, that your show, the, the, the fact that you guys are putting this out here is an awesome opportunity for people to know, okay, Jason, I'll accept the fact that I'm running patterns that my relationship, my physical health, my personal joy, and my finances are due, I'm just repeating patterns that I may have picked up now, now what? Right. And so for me, I, I just was like, I have to go legit. I have to stop breaking the law. I have to go legit. And so I got a job, uh, with my wife's brother at the time, peeling, you know, hand peeling the bark off of logs for log cabins for $6 wow. and 50 cents an hour, you know? And then I went from that, I got a raise to like $8 an hour. I was digging a sump uh, three levels down underneath of a mine for my, uh, my, uh, uh, father-in-law at the time, you know, and I was just going down that path and then ultimately said, well, I need to learn a trade because I hadn't graduated from high school. I had no prior education. I could sell drugs and collect money, but yeah, uh, yeah. not much need for, for that, you know, <laughs> those sort of skill sets in the real world. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so then I, I decided I wanted to learn a trade and I learned how to lay carpet. I just took on a, um, you know, a, a job as a helping, I was helping a guy who laid, laid carpet and, um, and then became a journeyman myself. And then ultimately, uh, through a fluke, uh, became, you know, I became a salesperson and then I learned the warehouse and ultimately ended up buying my first business. Wow. And, and that was simply just out of the thought process of how can I do a little better, right? How can I do it? The question that you asked, Angeline, was how did you get interested in, in entrepreneurship? Yes. didn't even know the wor word at the time. Yes. It was just, well, it looks like I'm making these people a lot of money. Maybe if I own the company, maybe I would make a lot of money, right? And, and be able to take better care of my family. So that was the, the beginning 
impetus into my career of being an entrepreneur. And that was my very first business that I ever owned was selling carpet. And then, you know, Jason, I, I have some people, they like your background, right? And where they having a success in their future, they have this thermostat. Have you heard that thermostat? Like, like it's their old pattern holding them back. When like, do you have that uh, experience in your life? Like, wow, yeah, I, I, I get my first business, but when I want to go to the next level, your own thermostat will bring you back to where you were before. Have you have that? Yeah, there's two really important facts that you bring up, Angeline, which is one is that, that, you know, you have this, you know, when you go below a certain amount, you start to work really, really hard because you're like, I can't live anything below that because you've set your standard. And then you get to a high where you're like, well, I'm making really good money. And then you back off on your activities. Right. And, and so then it, it's that up and down. And some people that that number is between 5,000 and 8,000. Some people that that number is between 10 and 20,000. Some people it's a hundred to 200,000, whatever their thermostat is set at, then that's kind of where you waver in between because there's no feedback system. Now, the second most important piece of this is what I find in all of the businesses, right? You know, I, I still, um, you know, I, I built up a, a very large private equity business where I owned multiple companies and, and, and then ended up selling all of them in 2019, um, which sort of set me free for the rest of my life uh, uh, financially, which is why I, would, I became a comedian. I'm like, you can't, you can't cancel me anymore, right? So I can, I can say whatever I want. Yeah. But, but, but when, you know, so, so when, I, when, when I sold those companies, um, there, was a, there was a decision to be made. And, and one of the things is I've had a, uh, one of the top 10 consulting companies, we just kind of crossed that mark uh, last year um, in, in the country. And so we've helped hundreds and hundreds of other business owners. And, and one of the things that always shocks me Mm. is that we don't understand the game that we're playing, mm. right? We don't understand the game that we're playing. Mickey Mantle was one of the greatest baseball players in the history of mankind, played for the New York Yankees. Uh, my grandfather loved that team. And Mickey, Mantle's, Mickey Mantle was one of the first sort of statisticians as a player. He cared about the numbers. And, he, and when he retired, he gave a speech and he said, it's amazing how much we don't know about the game we've been playing our entire life. Business is exactly like that, right? Business is exactly like that. Um, and, and so the, the idea is that you have, yes, you have a thermostat, but the biggest mistake business owners don't understand mm -hmm. is the game that they're playing has an end game, right? End game. And, and, and we're playing the game. A business should be nothing more than a, a, a machine that creates cash. And I know there's a lot of people who love their businesses and, and, you know, and, and they're like, I love my employees and I love my client. That's not what I'm talking about. That's part of it. But if you set your business up as a machine that creates cash, you can give money to philanthropy. You can give money back. You can pay your people more. You can take better care of your customers. It's the profit that is produced that allows you to be able to do all of those things. Now, the, the mistake, and I'll, I'll sort of wrap this up, there's no simple answers in business. Anybody that, that thinks that there is, is, is you know, smoking something or selling something. But at the end of the day, um, you know, we forget that we're playing the game to achieve 
freedom. Mm. And I want that to sink in for everybody just for a second, because there's different types of freedom. You're mm. free. We have three people on the screen and our versions of freedom are all different. Mm-hmm. Anybody watching this, right? Their, their mm. outcome, their definition of freedom for themselves is different than ours. Mm. But there's three types of freedom that I've discovered over the years and years of helping other business owners plus building my own. Mm. One is the very first one, which is lifestyle. Mm. Having a house that's paid for, mm. right? Having a car that some sort of transportation that's paid for, having enough money to be able to feed yourself in the absence of you being half having to go to work every day, mm. right? So that money's coming in either residually or you've made a big pile of money to be able to live off of that over the rest of your life. That's freedom, lifestyle freedom. Um, you know, being able to go on trips, but whatever, uh, the second type of freedom is to be able to exit your business and keep doing things like, a uh, you know, like a Warren Buffett, right? Mm. He didn't, he's, he didn't, he hasn't had to work for a really, really, really long time. He still puts in 80 hour weeks. Right. But yeah. he, and he keeps buying businesses because he enjoys it now. Mm-hmm. Now, um, the third one is to, to, is philan- philan- uh, philanthropic freedom. In other words, if I see, if I'm passionate about dogs or if I'm passionate about human trafficking or if I'm passionate about domestic mm-hmm. violence or feeding people, that I can now interject as much money as I possibly want or I can put my time in and help that. So those are the three types of freedom. And we forget every one of those types of freedom, freedom has a number attached to it. Mm-hmm. Right. It has a number attached to it. So for instance, a hundred or a million dollars in the, in the bank, uh, invested is spending off 10%, uh, uh, interest for you to live off of. That's a hundred thousand dollars a year. That's uh two, you know, $2,000 a week or whatever that, that calculates out to be. And you have a house that's paid off a car that's paid off. You have no expenses. Pretty much everybody in the face of the planet can have a very nice life at $2,000 a week. Freedom. Right yeah. now I'm not, uh, uh, tethered or, or I don't have to be anywhere. I don't have to do it because I'm taken care of. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the game you're playing, but we don't know. We don't understand that Angelina and, and Rob, you guys both know this, that, that, that what we get told is when you're successful, you're going to buy a, a better car. Mm. You're going to buy a bigger house. You're going to go on fancier vacations, right? You're going to buy better clothes. You're going to do all of these things. And so we take our profits that could be setting us free and Mm. we spend them instead of invest them. Yes. When you look at Warren Buffett's house, he lives in a a one story ranch house and he drives an old pickup truck because he doesn't care what the world thinks about him. It's his, it was his, his uh, uh, outcome of being free that he wanted to achieve. And we've got it completely skewed. We've got it completely screwed around that that the stuff that we own and where we live and the zip code and all these other things are the things that matter. No, you're building a machine that creates cash so that you can achieve your level of freedom. Mm. There's a little winded way of answering your question, Angelina. I hope that. Yeah, (laughs) that's amazing. This is the first time I heard about the lifestyle. Yes. Um, The access, the business and keep doing it. And then philanthropy freedom. That's the first time I heard. It's very profound. Well, our happiness is not in the work. Our happiness is in progress. Yeah. Right. And I tried to retire one time. It was the most miserable time of my life. <laughs> I hated it. 
I drove everybody crazy. I had nowhere to put my energy. And if you're not progressing, you're regressing. There is no pause, right? There yeah. is no flat line. You're either going forward or you're moving backwards. And so to continue to work, to continue to add value in philanthropic or new businesses is a necessity for happiness because without progress, we aren't happy. And Jason, if, if you mind, um, I, I would love to, to do a little comparison here because you obviously gone through this incredible journey over your life and, you know, buying, selling businesses and you, you just exited, right? Your, your, your business consulting group um, and, and so many endeavors that you're currently on. You, you turned a new career path, which we will talk about shortly. But can we go back to the times that you, you started or you were basically dragged in by the environment, right, to, to join a gang and you, you were, you know, selling drugs in the corners of the street and you were handling that and then, Ultimately, that led to that incident where you're being stabbed to the chest. Like, that's obviously a very dramatic experience. And not too many people get to bounce back from that. Do you agree? Yeah. Uh, completely agree with you. Completely agree. If it wasn't for mentors, my grandfather, my grandmother, my mom, um, you know, the people that believed in me, my mm -hmm. mentors that stepped in, which is why I do these shows, to be honest with you. Like, it's, it's incumbent upon me to, to give back the mm. way that was the, the chance, you know, to give back the chances, the opportunities, the knowledge, the wisdom that I've gained as I was by people who had no, they had no, you know, uh, um, other reason than being good people to be able to lift somebody up that didn't deserve it. Or, you know, at the time didn't look like it was going to be a good investment of your, of your time. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, definitely it's powerful. So what I'm hearing is, Jason, one of the reason, big reason you were able to bounce back, it's the person that, that your mentors, right, that was able to pull you up and lift you up. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's, it, I credit them, uh, you know, again, my, my mother for, for being able to withstand what she went through and to be the quickest to smile. Uh, my grandmother, who was a fierce loyalist, my grandfather, who was a giant of a man who loved and lifted me up and said, you know, no matter what your situation looks like right now, Jason, you're capable of, of bigger things. My coaches, you know, Tony Robbins, mm. um, Keith Cunningham, who's the real, the, the rich dad in the rich dad, poor dad books, you know, these types mm. of people over my career, uh, 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 and my life have made all the difference, all the difference. Now I had to bring me to the game. It wasn't up to them. But what they did was open the door. It was up for me to up to me to walk through it, as is the the opportunity for the people that are watching your show. You're not you're, you're giving them. You're bringing great guests. You're giving them great information, mm -hmm. and you're opening that door just a little bit. But it's up to them to walk through. Yeah, you know, and you can't walk through that door with a victimhood uh, uh, mentality. Mentality. Yeah, absolutely. That's so so powerful. So, so then moving on, moving forward, like you have obviously stepped through that door, right? You seized that opportunity. So I what crashed you... that damn thing, Rob. I crashed it. <laughs> I just walked through it. I staggered and... through it. I'm like, guess who's in town, baby? <laughs> <laughs> and better, right? Now you can get to make fun of yourself of that entire journey. I think that yeah. that's probably the most beautiful thing of all. Um, but what I would love to, to know about is what do you think that now that you have reached these levels of success and you've done all these incredible things, 
and you can put them side by side. What is the mindset like of somebody that goes from such a you know low place in their life um, and then stepping through that door as you use that analogy and then coming out at the other end? Like what is the mindset, the difference, a shift that will let you to, to taking the right steps in life and, and achieving what you have achieved? Yeah, it's it the, the the biggest word. There's a few phrases that come to mind, but I would say going from being selfish mm. to selfless. Wow. Right? To having the the most the if the more pain you're in, the more you're focused on yourself. Mm. Right? And and pe- it's it's a well, Jason, you don't understand. I got to pay my rent. Like I'm not where you are. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't have those, those freedoms. I don't have them yet. Right. Uh, and, and it sounds counterintuitive, but if you take some of your time, which is the most, you know, most important, most valuable asset that you have, and you take some of your money and you give it to people who are worse off than you, it changes a dynamic inside of you that sets you up for success, not for yourself, right? It's, it's more for other people. Like the more that, you know, I mean, I'm involved in three philanthropic uh, uh, worlds. I'm in uh, human trafficking, I'm in domestic violence, and I'm in feeding people. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because when I say I want to, you know, uh, there's a, somebody starving to death right now every four seconds right? There's a, a, there's a domestic violence. There's a woman being beat in her own home and being held a prisoner in her own home every 11 minutes. There's 10 million children around the world who are being trafficked for sexual or labor purposes, right? When I, those are numbers. And when I say, okay, God put me on this earth for the purpose of becoming the best me I can be. Now, a lot of people get, get stuck there. They're like, okay, my house is bigger. My cars are bigger. And it's an empty place. I went through it. I'm not speaking from, you know, some from saying I made all the right decisions. The only reason I'm in front of you today and the reason why I am where I am is because I messed everything up. You know, Mm -hmm. I thought it was about the house. I thought it was about the boat. I thought it was about the fancy friends. I thought it was all about that. And it was an empty place and I lost it all. And I found out what really mattered in life because none of those people who admired me for the things that I had, right? They, they, none of them stuck around. I mean, I was homeless, literally got to a place of homelessness and, and went to a payphone and called everybody that I knew to mm-hmm. say, I haven't eaten in three days. Can you Western union me $10 and not one of them. Wow. Could take the time. And a lot of them were living in houses that I helped them pay for. You know, they were driving cars that I bought for them. Like there were, and they didn't have the time to help me out. And so I realized that, that at the end of the journey, um, that it wasn't about the money. It was the second part of that phrase. I, God put me on earth to be the best me that I could possibly be for the purpose of serving other people. Mm. And the more people that I serve, the more I'm resourced. Mm. And it's, an, and it's a, it's something that's, that's, that fills that gap because I'm serving humanity at large. I'm giving back. And I'm, I'm, you know, when, when I see the, 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 uh, a little girl and, and she's been being used for terrible purposes and, and 
you know, the, the people we, we go through, crash the door, take down the bad guys and get her out of there and mm -hmm. see her in the arms of a loving woman that, that is there to, to rescue her and, you know, reading and praying for her and then seeing her taken to a safe place and, and then seeing her uh, uh, grow and be, come back and be a warrior in the fight against human trafficking. Like these things cannot be bought. Yes. And they can't be achieved with Jason Cisneros at a small level caring about what other people think about him. Right. It can only be achieved by me stepping out of the way, letting God work through me and improving the skill sets and the tools that God gave me for the purpose of serving other people. I'm going to be taken care of in that scenario all, uh, all my life. I'm going to be able to eat. I'm going to be able to have a home. I'm going to be able to take care of my family. I'm going to in that, in that pathway, but we get stuck in this thing because the TV's telling us and the ads are telling us and, and you know, the stupid lying fake gurus that you see all over the internet telling you that you, you know, you need to be rich while they're standing next to a rented Lamborghini that they can't afford the payment on. Right. Mm -hmm. Telling you garbage, things it's not about that it's about service giving yeah. back no matter what position in your life if you are not in bondage you are not a victim anymore you may have been victimized and i want to you know show my heart for people that have been through tremendous pain in life because because you have but you're not there anymore and the moment that you reach out of that and you take that pain and you turn it into service, your pain goes away and you understand why you went through the pain yeah. it, because it gave you purpose. It gave you, it gave you, you survived it for a reason, you know, and you're, and you're not there. And the minute that you understand that, that you went through that because it made you stronger, the things that I went through, I'm so grateful for having a, 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 a father, an, an adopted father who beat the hell out of me. Right. I'm so grateful for that experience in life because it turned me against, I wanted to be everything opposite of him. Mm. And so now I'm a great father to my children. Right. In my marriages, uh, uh, I never, I, I never was abusive. I never raised my voice. Right. Um, you know, and those, those types of things that turned that into now I'm, I'm in service of domestic violence uh, 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 victims when we can take them out, but the world has set up everybody up. What let's go through the list of things to make ourselves a victim. Oh, there I'm that right. I'm, I'm white. I'm, I'm poor. I'm, I'm gay. I'm straight. I'm black. I'm what, what we check that box. And that takes away, uh, giving, giving us an excuse for not being the best us we can be because of something that somebody else says you're a victim of. You were not broken. Right. Yeah. If, if you're here and you're watching this and you're watching it on, on a phone or a computer or whatever it is, or you're listening to this in some kind of headphones, then at the end of the day, you're not a victim. You are not in bondage. Yes. You have the choice of what you're going to do with your life. And we've forgotten that. Wow. So what I'm hearing, Jason, it's like from your story, it's we all have a choice, right? Yes. You can every minute of every day. Yeah, so you can choose to play victim or you can choose to create to become your 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 the creator of your own destiny. And that's really profound. And I'm just curious if you want to go back to give your 20 19 year old self, right? Jason, what kind of advice that you would give that 20 year old self? I've thought about this a lot and my answer changes, you know, based on where I am in, in my life as I grow. 
Um, and and what I would tell uh, what I would tell my younger self would be that you're loved. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I, again, I'm a Christian and, mm-hmm. you know, I recently actually just got baptized last year. <laughs> so, recently. um, yeah, just recently. And, um, and I got baptized in the ocean because I told my pastor, pastor Rudy actually from cert ministries is the one that, that, uh, uh, would have been the only one that would have converted me, <laughs> but, <laughs> but he can, he dunked me in the ocean. And I said, that it, it, t- it would take an ocean to get rid of all the shit I've done. <laughs> so, but, but, um, but I would say that, that a lot of us run around and, and I, the younger me was no different. I was running around doing the things that I was doing to, to gain love from people oh. because I felt unloved. I and, you know, and I would say, look, at the end of the day, whatever, you're searching for that feeling of belonging or being needed or being loved is generated from inside of you, right? It's a higher power. Yes. Um, it's a loved one. Yes. It's your family. Yes. It's a, those types of things, but you can only feel that love or recall that love because it's already inside of you. And, and that would have saved a, a, a lot of, I, I'm, I would not have changed any of the failures because it was what was it needed for me to, uh, to succeed um, and to be able to serve at the level. I wouldn't change any of those. I would just shift that younger man into saying you're loved and you're loved for no reason. It's an unconditional love, right? Um, that's, that's the advice that I would give my younger self. Wow. Excellent. And, and we, we have so many young, younger people also watching usually our, our episodes and they might be in the transition of, of, you know, 2021 has really been profound uh, because of what happened, the pandemic, right? So a lot of people have been thinking about starting a business uh, or, or taking more control over their time or their location freedom. I think that has been a really big topic, right, in the past year and a half or so. Um, so, so on that angle, Jason... Um, now today, right, you, you shifted towards being comedian and, and I think we, we all love a good laugh. Um, but it, do you consider the, um, do you consider this as another business or is this a passion project? Like, where do you stand? Everything is a business to me, Uh. everything. And, and why I decided, decided to go into comedy was because I had reached a place of financial freedom that you know, for my life and, and my kids' life, if they do well with it, uh, and, and really feel a responsibility to have a voice that cuts through the nonsense of division, right? Republican, Democrat, we've seen it so much. Like 2020 was the year of the heightened division between black and white and, and gay and straight and Republican and Democrat. And, and it was all, it's all nonsense. The, the, it's an illusion of division because we're all human beings. We're all brothers and sisters. And, and we divide the people that divide us are the people that are sitting on top, pulling the, the, the puppet strings, right? I'm not of that. I come from the street. I come from, you know, standing in line with my mom for government cheese and for powdered milk and, 
you know, walking the roads sometimes to get asparagus that was growing on the road or we wouldn't have eaten that day. Right. I come from seeing the embarrassment in her eyes when, when she would, um, when, when she would have to pay with, uh, uh, uh food stamps. Right. It, I, I come from that and, and how they keep people broke and how they keep people poor is by keeping us divided and not focusing on building wealth. Right. Think about this. Freedom cannot exist without an independent access to capital. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to say that again because I want people to understand it. Freedom cannot exist without an independent access to capital. What does that mean? That means that you don't have to ask permission of the government to make money. You can put yourself into this thing called capitalism. Now, I want to uh, address that there's two di different types of capitalism. There's unethical capitalism and there's ethical capitalism. Yes. And what's happening with, your, with with Bezos, that's unethical. You know, I mean, $90 billion of personal wealth, what are you going to do with that? Right? What, 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 how, I mean, come on. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't uh, 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 disparage the, the man's success. I'm super happy for the success, but it goes too far. And if you go back to the beginnings of, of America, and, and the middle class, right? When people say they want to come here, they say, I want to come to America to climb the ladder of success. Well, that ladder basically has three rungs. There's all kinds of variations, but it has poor, it has uh, middle class, and it has rich. Yeah. You take out the middle class rung, now you have a social estate. It's poor and rich. And the poor are dependent upon what the rich and the elite tell them, yeah. right? So that middle class now, you know, over history, back, back, going back to like the Henry Fords of the world, he had his problems, but those guys were, were the equivalent of the billionaires today. And what did they do? What did they do? They decided to invest back into their country by building libraries. They decided to pay their people more money so that they could afford the cars that they were building. They built through eth ethical capitalism, a standard of living called the middle class in this country that has lifted up even our poor. Our poor are some of the most advent advantaged poor in the entire world in this country because of the standards set by a middle class. We're ripping that apart right now with unethical capitalism, <clears throat> excuse me, with Bezos and the, the like. Instead of, they're, they're, you know, they went to uh, Asia, they went to Mexico, and they had cheap labor to build their companies. And then what they've done was they were like, well, that's even too expensive. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to replace them with robots who don't take breaks, don't have sexual harassment charges, don't get pregnant, you know, all those kinds of things. So they're literally doing their best to destroy the middle class, hmm. right? Middle, you think about middle management, it's been ripped out. So what is the, 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 the common man and woman's last bastion for independent access to capital? It's small business. Yes. It's, it's small business. It's being able to get on, the, on a computer or whatever it is and yeah. sell enough to be able to feed your family. And so wow. I'm a huge warrior, right? I'm working on two projects, the Slave Free Project in the philanthropic world. And on the other side, it's, it's uh, rebuilding the middle class uh, you know, with small, small to mid-sized companies. I'm so glad, Jason, you say that. You, you know, I was in, in real estate, right? And the reason I transitioned into the financial services industry because the middle class, right? I want to I wanna be able to empower them with the knowledge and the skill set so that they can have that lifestyle freedom, 
right? So yes. I want to ask you what kind of suggestion. And first of all, I always believe like, especially the middle class, they all need to find a way to have their own business. Yes. Right. So what kind of uh, advice or tips that you can give to this group of people? Like, first of all, how do you create or build a cash flow business so that you can support right, your mission in life, your purpose in life? So uh, uh, there, I'm, I'm going to give some you guys some a pretty good secret. OK, okay. Um, pay attention. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty good secret. Um, and because, uh, um, you know, how do you start the business? It's you got to have some kind of talent. You've already got to be able to, you know, to do something right. Um, you can start businesses now with no money. Um, you can start businesses just by getting a website. Like you can, you can do these things fairly easily. So how to start a business that's, you got to pick your talent and then start. Right. Yeah. Um, but what I will tell you is this, the secret that I gave you before, figure out why you're going to build your business. What is that, that freedom point for you? And then work backwards to where you are today, right? You, you work backwards. Let's say that it's a million dollars cash in a bank that's spinning off 10% interest. Okay. We'll start there. It's a simple equation. And then you work backwards and you say, okay, I've got no customers. I've got no clients. The world today is obsessed with injecting technology in their company. Okay. This is a little secret. Why are they obsessed with injecting technology? They're obsessed with injecting technology because they want to push the customer away from them. They want to have less interaction with the customer. They don't want to answer phone calls. They want to automate customer service. They want to, uh, da, 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 da. I could go down the line. Yeah. If, if you become, because we don't, uh, technology is good when it's applied in certain instances. Mm -hmm. um, it helps bring down your overhead. You can start a website. Like there's great things about technology, but when you, obsess over a segment of people and the challenges that they're facing and you obsess by falling in love with their outcome more than anybody else has. If it's selling homes, you obsess about what, what is it about that home? What, are, what are they thinking? What are the challenges that they're having with other real estate agents? What are the, like you get in and you find out what are the pains that they're solving or that they're, they're experiencing and Angeline becomes the solution to it. That is how you grow a business. Now, these are very basics, right? Mm -hmm. Angeline uh, took court, took part in, in probably one of the hardest courses that's ever been created about business <laughs> called, called uh, you know, my, I built a, a business or a, a program. And, and there's the, the how-tos, right? The building blocks are embedded in that program. But, but independent of all that, if all you did was understand that my job is to fall in love with the outcome of my client and deliver that with passion and with everything that I've got, like as if my meal depended on it, if my, my, my family's survival depended on it, mm. you are going to, you're going to be in the top one to 2% of mm. all business owners out there because business owners get into a thing, they start a rep, rep, repetition, and then they figure out how to get the hell away from their customer. Yeah. If, if you're, if you're in business, you got to love your customer's outcome. You have to, right. And then you have to do what, what it takes. You, you can build a business around that. You can't build a business around survival or, or wanting to do the least or having a piece of technology, replace a phone call to a customer. 
I, look, I know all of that has to do, and there's going to be a lot of people that'll, that'll reply to this saying, well, technology, this technology, that fine, stay broke. I'm fine with that. Right. The people that want to be able to take care of their family and to be able to build their own freedom, you have to be in touch with your customer. You have to be speaking to them. You have to, and if, even if it's not you and you're, and you're delegating that to your team, they are, they're representatives of you, of, of you. Mm-hmm. Think about this. The lowest paid person in most people's organization is closest to the customer. Think about that. Yes. The yeah. lowest paid person in every person's organization is usually closest to the customer. Yes. So that's upside down. It's upside down. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's upside down. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's a tip um, or at least an awareness that I think is a game changer um, you know, we had lots of customers that, um, and, and like I said, we have now the, the, one of the top 10 consulting companies in the country and our companies that we consult with were either able to pivot or scale according to what happened during COVID because it's not that, you know, take COVID, take the name COVID out of it. There's going to be a nine 11, there's going to be a COVID, there's going to be a crisis or a dip or a, or a spike in the economy all the time. And if you are close to your customer and you understand what scale means. Here's what scale doesn't mean for all of you that are out there. Cause this is the most overused, least understood, most uh, it's used to con people uh, out of their money by the, by the gurus that are out there. You got to scale your company. All they mean is sell more. Mm. That's all they mean. Yeah. Scale is something that happens when you're a professional at what you do. Scale means that whatever's happening in the economy, you can predictably scale up, add people, scale down, subtract people, pivot into a different uh, product or service as the economy demands it, right? That's what scalability is. And it's not on the basis, the basis, most people get into business, all they're doing is selling. That's all they're doing. Well, they forget about the next level, which is operations, Right. They forget about the next level, which is uh, um, having some kind of culture and training. They forget about all of these different levels that lead up to now you're a professional and you can actually scale. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much, Jason. I really wish we can have more time to pick your brain. But I know you have amazing program to teach people about those things. Um, how, how can they get into that program if they want to build their business? So it's Anton J Global. Mm-hmm. Anton, or sorry, it's AntonJ.com. A-N-T-O-N-J-A-E.com. Okay. Forward, forward slash growth. Okay. And that takes you to the program. Now we're getting ready and, and you're going to be the first one uh, to be able to get this because I even have to look up what the code is uh, because we're, re- we're reshooting the, the course. Um, you had the, the original You'll yeah. also get the new one, um, as I had mentioned earlier. Um, but we're reshooting this course. Normally, it's $5,000 um, for the course. And what it is, so everybody understands, is, is everything that I know about business. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't hold anything back, did I, Angeline? No. I, did, I didn't hold anything back. Now, it's difficult um, because it's not some pie in the sky you know, pat yourself on the back, uh, you know, jump around and, you know, three times and, and yell at the moon. It's not that kind of easy pill. What it is, is the fundamentals of, of how to build a business. Yes. So if people go there and they put in the code. Um, and this is the first time that we're doing this. We're going to start this in May actually. So 
Um, and they put in the code action taker. Action taker. Yeah, action taker. Then mm -hmm. they will they will get um, uh, almost well. I guess it's a two two thousand dollar discount. Wow! Very very generous. Very generous. Thank you so much. You bet. So that's for you. Um, and then if they sign up now before the new course is done, they'll get the old course and the new course. Which you know, there's a lot of value in having both of them. I I think. I want to thank both of you guys for this conversation. It's valuable. Uh, the people that are watching you, the people that watch this out of my community, I hope they follow you and know that, that this isn't easy work that you do. You take time out of your busy day. Um, you're both running businesses and taking care of your own family. And this is a, a lot of value, thousands and thousands of dollars of value that you give to your people that are watching your show. So Thank you for having me on. It's an honor. Thank Incredible. you. And before we leave, um, I know you will be part of amazing uh, organization for the, the human trafficking and, and things like that. I would want to uh, raise the awareness and, and let us know how can we contribute to your cause and how can we be part of this movement and making an impact? I love that. You know, for those of you that, because we didn't really mention it um, throughout the course or throughout this, this interview, but what I do now, I have the consulting company. It's run by my amazing team. Mm -hmm. Most of my time is spent crashing doors to get kids out of um, trafficking mm -hmm. um, or working in domestic violence, or I'm the, also the, the, uh, the uh, CEO of Feed a Billion. Um, but where you can go right now, because what happened during the defund thing, you know, I'll give you an example out of, out of uh, LA County. Um, they had 65 trafficking police officers mm -hmm. uh, for all of LA County. Um, and now they have one um, wow. because people decided that defunding the police was going to be a good idea. Wow. And, and so trafficking um, is the fastest growing crime in the country, in the world. And, uh, and it's been de-resourced by all of the brilliant um, you know, wonderful makers. Yeah. Yeah. Policymakers. And, you know, and those of the people that supported it. So, um, but what I would say is that cert ministries is who I run with now. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and pastor Rudy runs it. It's his organization. I never touch anybody's, uh, uh donations that you make. It's never goes through my hands. It's not, I'm just a resource for, uh, these three organizations that I, that I represent. Um, but CERT Ministries needs the resources right now, S-E-R-T ministries.com. Mm -hmm. And um, you can go there, read about the organization. It's not super fancy because what they do is they rescue kids. They are not marketing geniuses. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, do what you can. Give your time, give of your, of your expertise, give of your money. Um, and that would be a blessing for all of us. That's why I'm still in business. That's why I'm helping businesses so that they can make more money. They're traditionally the most giving group of human beings are business owners. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, that's the only reason I'm still in the game, Angelina, and not on an mm -hmm. Island sipping a, a Mai Tai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're not growing, you're dying. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Yep. Amen. Yep. Thank you so much. We respect your time and um, I'm going to have Rob uh, close this out. Absolutely. Yes. So we're going to distribute this information here on the show notes today on the show. So we're going to make sure that people have the code if they are interested in exploring that program. We're going to make sure that people know where to find you. Um, and I just want to thank our community for being here, uh, taking 
you know, the insights, because this is really an incredible, incredible journey that uh, Jason has been sharing with us today. And I think there's so many lessons in how everybody can make a decision today and start taking control of the outcomes of their life. And so I want to close with that, right? If you're currently watching this, then make sure that you do realize that make a decision, right? And make a decision for good because today we don't longer have to be broke. We don't have to remain in those circumstances that no longer serve you. And I think that that's what this episode has proved us today. So I want to thank Jason Sincero for, for sharing the journey. It was such an honor and pleasure to connect uh, I'm going to be watching your, your comedy segments because I do love to laugh. So it's, it's you're so versatile. I love that. So thank you so much. Thank you, Angeline, for co-hosting here alongside. And, and hopefully, Jason, if there is any opportunity in the near future, we may bring you on uh, again and, and talk a little bit because I know that you're making so much progress and there's more lessons to be shared. Anytime. Anytime. I'm, I'm here with you guys. All right. Have a great, great uh, rest of the day, great evening, uh, and also great weekend. And go out and make a huge impact, Jason, together. Serve yes. the world. Let's do it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye.